Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. As you know, on the First Things First podcast, each week, we invite amazing, fascinating, interesting people to sit down and just have a conversation about you know, about life, about faith, about family, about, about, uh, living in shallow water, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, whatever it is that we, uh, that we kind of comes up in the, in the topic of conversation. But, but the, the best thing about this podcast is that the amazing, fascinating, interesting people that we meet every week, they're people that are probably your neighbors. They may sit next to you at church. You may have known them for years and not known everything about their story that they're going to share on the podcast. So that's my favorite part. And today on the podcast, we have an amazing, fascinating, interesting person, uh, one of my favorite people, Justin St. Clair. Justin uh, and his wife, Roxanne, have been members of our church for a while. They, uh, I'm going to let him share a little bit about his family. But, uh, but Justin, Justin uh, serves in our church in a bunch of different ways. He is actually... Uh, uh, on the list of of new uh, deacon nominees, right? So, mm-hmm. so uh, possibly in January and February, uh, he'll uh, he'll be ordained as a deacon in our church. By the time you guys hear this podcast, Justin may already be a deacon. So, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, we uh, we're excited to to have him sit down and just sh- and share a little bit about his story. Excited for you guys to get to hear about Justin and about his uh, his journey in life. Justin, tell everybody tell everybody about yourself. What what do people need to know about you? What What is the essential Justin St. Clair? <laughs> well, I don't know if there is anything about that, but, uh, you know, I, I'm married to Roxanne. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Millshoe, Texas. I uh, went to um, high school in Lasbuddy. La- grew up in Millshoe. Yeah, we, we uh, I went to first through third or second grade in Millshoe, and then we moved when I was in second grade. My dad got a job. He was a farmer. Yeah. And he quit farming and he got a job in uh, Dallas in Rockwall, Texas. Oh. So he moved there for a year and he was going to work on a, at a marina there with some uh, group of people my uh, grandfather knew, uh-huh. business people that he, I get, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. it didn't end up working out. So he came back. We moved back when, and after that year and he started farming again and then we went to Last Buddy okay. going on then. So Yeah. So last buddy, like fourth grade through high school, high school. or through senior. So I graduated there. Yeah. That's where I met Roxanne. Her, she came whenever I was in, I don't know, sixth grade, maybe. Okay. Her dad, Phil started to be the superintendent there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd been there for a little while, but I think she was that age. I don't know. We were young. Yeah. Junior high. Yeah. yeah junior high ages. Yeah. For sure. Okay, three kids got a yep. set a set of twins. Yep, and uh, they're all they're great kids. It's they're amazing kids. I, it's uh, a lot of that is because of Roxanne, but um, yeah, we're super proud of them. Um, Mia's currently going to LCU and and trying to run track there. And Blaine and Presley are juniors, and uh, about to start baseball for Blaine. And Presley's doing a dance, and uh, she's about to go to Austin for. Um, Congress, state oh, Congress yeah. meet. That's right. Yeah, she goes in uh, 
first of January. So right. that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah. That she's... And Mia finally starts running, hopefully, indoor track first of January as well. So yeah. all that'll start uh, for her. Which well. is totally new for her. She's never oh, yeah. done indoor before. Or us either. We yeah. Don't. All I know is indoor is awesome because yeah. it's indoors. <laughs> and most of them are at Tech or looks like uh, University of New Mexico in right. Roswell. Yeah. Or not Roswell. Uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, so not too far to get to yeah. any of them. So well, either one, and they're very nice. So yeah. that'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a lot of new things. We're doing a lot of new things at our house all the time. Seems yeah. like. <laughs> well, any so if you talk to people whose kids run track, you know, like yeah, I can imagine that indoor track season just sounds like heaven. Oh, you know? we've been to one, and I was like, well, why do we not do this all the time? <laughs> why do we ever do track meets outside? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Especially in high school. Yeah, Golly. yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to, if you get to go like she did down to Austin and run. Sure. Well, it's awesome down there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great weather. It's hot, you know, uh-huh. here, especially in the spring. It's oh. miserable. Yeah, you might be, you, it might be 40 mile per hour winds oh, yeah. and you're trying to run a track meet. I mean, Most it, of the time it yeah. is that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I think they do so good. The girls from this area do so good down there. They're just... Right. Because they run in such horrible conditions. When you get down there, it's like, oh, well, this, is, <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah, this is nice. <laughs> no wind. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, anyways. yeah. So, okay, so Justin, you know, every time we get together in this podcast, the, the you know the, the big question that we want to we want to hear about is is you know how did you come to faith in Christ? You know, talk about you know talk about that that moment or that time in your life where where you really surrendered your heart and your life to Christ. What did that look like? Who were people that were kind of involved in that? Just just tell that story for us. Okay. I was in junior high, I think sixth grade, seventh grade, around in there. Um, we were at Las Buddy, and we went to a little Church of Christ right there. I don't know if you've ever been to Las Buddy, but there's no. nothing there. There's just a school, <laughs> Yeah. and there's like two or three churches, which is weird. And yeah. then uh, there's some housing for the people that work at the school there. Okay, yeah. And like a post office box, and that's about it. There's wow. Everybody else lives out on farms or away from town. We wow. lived 15, 20 miles from town, from there. From the, Yeah, from the school. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, there, we went to that little church cross, and there was, I don't know, maybe 30 people in there on yeah. a Sunday. It uh-huh. was so small. Uh-huh. We would, you know, take turns leading uh, – music up there you know being the song leaders on wednesday justin did you ever lead the music yes oh man it was awkward (laughs) it wasn't i hated it but it was only like 10 people in there and so you had to (laughs) so anyways yeah that was uh so that's where i did and i just remember i was sitting out there and you know he did the um altar call at the end of the sermon and i just knew it was time yeah. And so I didn't, I don't remember telling anybody. I just stood right up and, you know, Church of Christ, they just, you, if you accept Jesus right then, you get baptized right that's, then. Let's do it now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had a little baptistry there and we got baptized right then. So Man. it was, awesome. uh, it was just one of those moments, you know, where it just feels like the light was shined on you and you're just like, okay, uh-huh. go do it. And yeah. So that's what I did. I just yeah. walked right up there and said, you know, I accept Jesus as my savior and I want to be baptized. And yeah. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, we get excited about that, man. That's yeah. You know, that's I good used stuff. To, yeah, it is. So every, every, you know, everybody had to stay a little longer after church and yeah. watch that get done, but it yeah. was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but so junior high, a hey, sixth, seventh yeah. grade for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, you know, grown up 
always going to church right. um, with, you know, my, I have two younger brothers also, so I'm the oldest of them. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we, we knew about it, but I just, just was never really, I don't know, just never really thought about it. I guess being a boy and just being the way I was, it just uh-huh. wasn't until then. I don't remember telling my mom and dad, like, I'm going to get baptized this week or anything. Right, just right. like, you know, like, just, okay, we're going to do that. Yeah, I know I didn't have, I don't know what I even wore. It's funny to yeah. think about that. I guess I just, yeah, how did they you, had some clothes in the back. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's go times. Yeah. Whatever you're wearing. You got anything, got some shoes or, yeah. or watch on, take that off, but yeah, everything else. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, but I, I did grow, I mean, always had, you know, um, been a part of the church and then always, but that's, that was just the time for me whenever it all kind of clicked. Yeah. Came together. Right. Yeah. And I felt like, uh, you know, I, I knew I needed to do this. Sure. Yeah. And, and since then, you know, my whole life, I've always known I was saved. I've always known I've had Jesus. I haven't always lived right, obviously, but, um, I've always had a, I was thinking about it today, like a, a hope or a, uh, just uh, known that he was always be there for me and always sure. take care of me. And, and, and I always knew that I had him no matter what we're going through. Yeah. So no matter what else was going on. In your yeah. Life. And I, I just have that deep and I know it's from that day. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, you know, so many people who, uh, who are on the podcast, the story that they, that they tell is a lot like that. Right. So they, they had Christian parents who loved mm-hmm. the Lord. They they went to church. They, you know what I mean. And 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 so the Lord was kind of working in their life over the course of years and years, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but there was a moment where they where the, like like what you described, where they made their faith their own. Where they're like, no, no, I am making a decision to yep. give my heart, my life to Christ. Absolutely. And I want for my life to be about Him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that kind of was the you know the the pinnacle of all this stuff that God had been doing in their lives, you know, up until now. But it always reminds me how important it is for us um, to, to raise our children in the knowledge of the Lord and, and around the things of God. It just reminds me how important that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And you, you know, it's generations, you know, it's not. Right. A, yeah. A lot of times, though, in my case, you know, my, on my mom and dad's mom and dad were, you know, grew up going to church and, right. and raise them in the church. And then we were raised in church and it just yeah. kind of goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. And that's how it's been for us. And that's what we've wanted for our kids as well. The, our kids were baptized a lot younger than we were, but yeah, I, that just, I guess it was their time for, to do that. Sure. Yeah. It's different for everybody. Everybody kind oh, yeah. of has it. And, and Roxanne's baptized twice. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, well, Sadie too, like Sadie, you know, she, uh, she, made a decision, like said a prayer when she was like six years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, we, you know, she, we believe, well, if you accept Christ, oh, you yeah. know, obedience is being baptized, you know? Right. So yeah. she was baptized. But then later on, you know, like just a, few, a couple of years ago, after we moved here, when she was in the eighth grade, um, she, uh, she, you know, went down at, at fields of faith and she was like, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really know what I was doing. It right. was, I saw these other people getting baptized and I thought, well, maybe I should do that, you know, but, but, but I had not really ever committed my heart and my life to Christ. Right. And so, and so, you know, so what, what God was doing in her life when she was younger is valid and beautiful and great yep. and good, you know, yep. uh, and it led her to the point where she, 
you know, made the decision that you made and, and yeah. was able at that point to really understand, hey, no, I'm surrendering my whole life to Christ. That's a lot of what Roxanne did. She, you know, she was baptized at a church camp in New right. Mexico. Yeah. You know? yeah and then yeah. when she was young and then she, when we were married and living in Andrews, she, uh, she had grown a lot closer and, and sure and uh, learned a lot more and wanted to be baptized again. She, yeah. she was saved, but she just wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, public part of it. Right. Again, yeah, to acknowledge that that you know that that commitment, you know, she and I think it's the same fully. thing. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, I'm I'm sure she understood fully in between then and there. Sure, but, right. But it was more of a she felt like she needed to do that again, so that's yeah. why she was done twice. But Brian was always like, I've always known whenever it was time and I, that time happened, it just it was time. I love that. So like you can you look back on that moment then mm-hmm. and you're like, no, no, that was real. I, can, I, I knew what I was yes. doing. I, that was a real decision for me. It's almost like a movie in my brain, you know, like a, yeah. it's like a, a you know, just uh, in my mind, I see it as a lot just shining down on you. Like, okay, right. it's your time to go. Yeah. And I see myself walking up there and be like, okay. Yeah. And yeah. After yeah. that, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I do remember you know, vividly saying, yes, you know, it's time, it's time. for you to do this. Yeah, yeah. He was talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. So you accept Christ kind of when you were in junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to talk about some times in your life where, where, you know, you really felt your faith was being, was, was being stretched that you were being, you were growing like, you know, uh, what was happening in your life around those times. But t- tell us about some times whenever you really felt the Lord was, was revealing himself to you in, in new ways. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, I know I have multiple times in my life, you know, sure. you know, definitely when we were getting married and having kids and, and, uh, a lot of that though, you know, I feel like it was happening so fast. It just was a lot of it was just happening to me. Yeah. Like I was just surviving, you know, <laughs> well, all through all those times. Cause but, you, cause, okay. So you had Mia, right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then how old was Mia when the twins came? She on? was, Ah, she was only maybe two and a half, or not even two. Yeah. So yeah. she was so almost was, two. That so, that whole season's got to be. Oh like yeah. A blur they were all you. in diapers yeah. and all on. You know, it was just crazy. And we weren't married very long when we had them either. Right. So we never were like married and without kids. Right. Never. Yeah. And, I mean, that time yeah. is rapidly approaching that yeah. that will happen again yeah, yeah, for us yeah. because it did you never finally, happen. finally yeah. get to have a time. Yeah. yeah in a yeah. couple of years, we'll be out. I mean, we yeah. already, Mia's pretty much out, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's getting in that, you know, they all are busy and doing their own thing. So there's a lot of times where it's just me and her now, yeah. any, right now. So I can see how it's going to be, it'll be different. But yeah. uh, anyways, no, I guess through all that, but you know, really in the last few years um i've really and even this year has just been really a hard year and, and a lot of growth mm-hmm. you know just and the you know the last i don't know feels like five six years it's kind of been that way and then even more now so it just yeah things are just oh it, it's almost like a a veil removed you know you know oh you know it's like an understanding you know you know this stuff but right at some points in your life it or in my life, it's felt like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's, I understand that. It, yeah. It's funny how that works because your wife or someone else can be telling you all this, you know, sure. and then you, and you're like, well, yeah, I know that, but sure, you don't know, know. Yeah. but then, you know, and you're like, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when you were, well, when you were a kid and you grew up in the church, so you've yeah. been hearing about Jesus yeah. your whole life, right? You've yeah. been, you, you'd heard 
the gospel more times than you could count, right? Yeah. But it wasn't really until you're in junior high and and all of a sudden that knowledge was went from your head to your heart and it was right. and it really kind of manifested. Yeah. So that stuff kind of it's still still happens. and it still happens to right. me now and even more it yeah. seems like more and more you know the more i spend time in the word you know that in that's the biggest thing i think is sure doing that the more i do that the more i listen to podcasts the more things i can listen to and read about right and it's so much easier right now for me in my life than it ever has been because of the podcast and uh digital books that's which right. have been around forever but they weren't as easy to get on your phone as they are now right right, right. so a lot of that has helped me yeah. A ton because I spend a lot of time in my truck driving around, right? And so you can only listen to the radio for so much yeah, of yeah. your life, and yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> I gotta do something. Yeah, I need. I feel like I should be learning something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's you know, it's really important because I think this is a um, uh, a common you know thing about spiritual growth. You know, mm-hmm. we we a couple of things really cause us to grow. You know. Uh, a lot of times we really grow uh, during difficult or painful seasons. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about those seasons, but 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 when when you're facing adversity, you got to make a choice, you know, and you have to choose to either trust God or 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 you'll choose. Some people will choose to kind of fall away, but right. um, but when when you're facing adversity and you choose, I'm going to trust God. You really do see the hand of God move in a lot of ways, and so it really does advance your your faith and grow you in a lot of ways. So that. But 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 having said all of that, um, when we make a conscious and a proactive choice to put ourselves, you know, in a position to hear from the Lord, right, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to learn to grow in Him, then then that's usually usually that that's when we really grow. Because the thing is, God's not trying to hide from us. He's not. No. He's not trying to make Himself a mystery. He wants us to know Him. And so when we when we just open up our eyes and open up our ears and we lean in and we're like, look, I want to know you more. I want to grow, you know. Right. Uh, then God is faithful to do that. He is. And uh, I don't know, the older I get, the more open I am to even talking about it, you know, forever. Sure. It was just kind of like a personal, you know, right. I didn't want to say anything because, you know, I I guess I thought I didn't know enough about it, which yeah. I don't now either, But but, you know. No one does. That's exactly. Right. Right. You know? I mean, That's it's exactly like right. you know, you know what you know, and you yeah. and you know from your experiences, and you and you want to help people, and and so those are things that you do, and I guess you just as you get older, you maybe don't care as much about what other people think. No than, doubt. Than you do, I guess, because you know, because you know, we're all going through the same thing. Right? That's the truth. You know, yeah. it doesn't, and you know, the the older you get, and the more you do this, you know that. We're all fighting the same battles, mm-hmm. and it may not look like it, but we are. You right. know? So, and it's easy to do in our town and every town. You know, a lot of people will be like, "Well, I'd hate living in a small town." You know, everybody knows what you're doing. Well, it, there's a lot of good things about that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have people around you who yeah, are holding is. you accountable, and they, yeah. you know. And uh, it's good to have community, you know. Absolutely. And I don't look, you know, you, it doesn't matter where you live. Hopefully, wherever it is that you live, you you have a community around you who mm. they know you, right? They know yeah, you. Yeah, you want that. Them. You yeah. don't want to go through your life with nobody knowing exactly. you or no one caring if you're around or no one knows if something, if you know somebody passes away or if right? you need something. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, there's. I would much rather be here where we know, you know, multiple people and they right. know our kids if they yep. see them doing something they shouldn't be doing, or if they see me doing something I shouldn't be doing, then somebody They're knows. calling you out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I would rather do that than 
go through life with no one knowing anything about oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I agree. I so, agree. Well, okay. We've been blessed, blessed to be here, and we've always really, you know, loved it here. So Yeah, how long have you guys lived in Charlotte? We moved here in 2011. Okay. So we lived in Andrews, and Mia was born in, uh, well, we, we first got married, we lived in Eastland. Okay. Or we lived in Breckenridge. I was working for a, a service company in, in uh, Breckenridge, and we had moved Roxanne into an apartment there. Yeah, and then we and then we moved from there to a house in uh, Eastland. Yeah, and then she taught in Cisco. I worked in Breaking Ridge, lived in Eastland, <laughs> so it was kind of a, it was a, definitely a crazy time. It was, you know, we were young and married and had a baby and didn't and it was great because we moved away from everyone and sure. we we just had to survive on our own. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it wasn't that far away, but it was far enough. Right, you know, a few hours. Yeah, but where your parents weren't just dropping oh, in every yeah. other day. No you one, know, yeah. you know, yeah, we were yeah. just out there. So yeah, we yeah. had to get someone to help us with the kids. We had to work, you know, with me and it was it was a it was a good time, but it was a crazy time. And then when, from there we moved to Andrews. Yeah. And uh that's where the twins were born in Odessa, but we lived in Andrews. And yeah. We lived there for and I guess we were there for eight or nine years. Oh wow. I didn't realize y'all were there for that long. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a long time. It might not well something like that. Yeah. But anyways, we'll never. Mia was in. She went to kindergarten there, and then we moved here. Okay. When she started first grade, so okay. we've been here ever since. All right. So that so all the way through your kids' school and everything. Oh yeah. From here. Yeah. 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 And Roxanne taught here some of the time, and right. Then she's not. You know, she's she's been a part of the school system, and that for us, and even in in Andrews and in. Eastland or Cisco or, you know, she was able to really get to know people in the community because she was a teacher. Sure. So it helped us a, tremendously everywhere we've been right. to make friends and yeah, yeah. know people. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And and her parents were here too. So it was yeah. kind of a, yeah, that was a good. Yeah. That's the reason why we came here is because he was here and I was working in Leveland, but we were this close. So we were, right. we, why would we not want to go yeah. live over here? So yeah. we were, it's been great for all of us. So. So so let's kind of let's kind of zero in on just a couple of moments in your life where where you really felt like you know the, the God was working on you you know and, and uh, just talk about some specific times or stories where you where you really felt like the Lord was growing you. Well, um, I guess in my job and in our and then just you know knowing what to do. A couple of times, one time we were in Andrews and I was. I'd had taken a job with a friend of mine that was in a whole different industry than what I had been in. I was kind of tired of being in the oil and gas industry and right. I was working for a bigger company in Andrews and I was going to go and sell carpet for this guy. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. He was a, he was selling carpet. It was like a traveling guy, you know? Yeah. And it was a great, I mean, he did, he's done well. And I think he ended up working for Yates at, later on. And so he's done really well. And he was doing well then too. Yeah. But I was going to be gone a lot, and and I and I told my people I'm like, okay, I'm going to work for this guy. I'm going to do this, and yeah. I just felt like God was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that, right? And I all even quit. I mean, told the people I was leaving, right? And yeah. I ended up having to call my friend back, and and I just was just the weight of it was so much. I was right. like, you're not supposed to do this, and yeah, prayed about it and talked to Roxanne about it. And it felt like everything was good, but I I finally was just like. Okay, God, I, I won't. You know, I had to call him and be like, you know, I, I'm not supposed to do this. Right. So yeah. I backed out of that, kept my job where I was at. Yeah. And then ended up 
working there for probably another year and then went to another place that ultimately led us to here. Right. Which I don't know if that would have ever happened if I would have gone down that road. And that's the great thing about, you know, your walk with, with God and, and letting him be the, you know, the leader and, and helping you through all your life is when you look back on it, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, I can see where he was helping and he was moving and he was doing this. And sure. A lot of times when you're going through it for me, anyways, you don't feel that right. you don't know. You're like, man, what is going on? You know? And that's, <laughs> and I feel like I have a lot more of those, but also, you know, I just have such, I'm just a optimistic person and I, and I don't look back very often on right. things. So yeah, I forget yeah. Like I know, you know, there's so many times and things that he's done for me. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, you, you forget about them sure. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a really big thing. Like, like I remember that. So uh-huh. it must've been a, it was hard. I remember it was hard for me to really call a guy and be like, you know, yeah, he was I can't do this. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. I can't do this. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Cause he had already, you know, it was, I mean, it was time. Like I was going to start, you know, soon. Like yeah. I was filling out paperwork and wow, it was, he understood and he was fine with it, but I know it was, uh, it was hard for him too, sure. because he had, he, you know, I told him I would do it. And yeah, so I had to say, plans yeah, or, I had to yeah. say, no, I don't want to do that or I can't do that. I need to do this. So, so when you think about that time in your life, uh, because I know there, I know there are people listening to this podcast who they're, they're in the, a situation where they're trying to make a decision like this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe not the same, but, uh, right. but something's kind of similar. So when, when you were in that moment in your life, like, um, what, how did you, how did you discern what you felt like God's will was? Like, how did, you know, well, in that case, I just think he just made it so uncomfortable. I just right. knew like in my heart that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and it was weird because then the, when I did it, I thought, well, this is what I should be doing. You know, right. this sounds great. Let's go do this. I'm tired yeah. of doing this. Uh-huh. You know, this is an opportunity. Yeah. That's the hard thing. And it's still hard for me. And it's hard. I know it, I'm sure it's hard for everyone just to know when you're supposed to go do this, especially when sure. you're going a whole, if you're going the one direction and this is time to go a different direction, right. You know, like move in or yeah, you know, all these things that are hard to yeah. make decisions on. And, uh, I just, he, I just remember being so uneasy about it. Yeah. Didn't have peace. No, no peace. And, uh, I think that's right. You know, the, the piece about it, right? So, you yeah. know, you, you know, you know, you know, you're, you have a piece about, okay, this is going to be good. And it, you know, may not, and you, cause you don't know, you can't see in the future. That's right. Yeah. But you know, at this moment, and I, and I knew after I did what I needed to do and say, no, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. I did have peace. Yeah. Right. So then you're like, okay. And then I ended, it didn't work for that same company very much longer where I went to work for a different company. Sure. But it was still in the same business. Yeah. The same business. So describe like the difference between when you're making a decision and you're like, Hey, I can't, I can't do this with the carpet, you know, deal. Yeah. but then, but then you said that not too long ago, you did make a big change, right? You, you went go to work for a different company. Mm-hmm. So how, how did it feel different? Like what were the, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what was the difference between those two decisions? I just you? think it was the, the piece of it, you know, uh-huh. I just, for some reason did not have a piece about it. And I think I was going to have to travel more and be gone more mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I needed to be not doing that. Yeah. I needed to be, and I always wanted to be able to, you know, come home and sleep or be home every evening right. for my kids. Right. And yeah. Not have to be gone for 
two or three days yeah, yeah, or so many days a month or whatever. Sure. And I think I would have had to do that more with that job. But yeah. maybe that was, that was something that obviously I didn't need to do because I didn't do it. But. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it all worked out, but it's, uh, you know, and, and I've gone, I feel like right now this year has kind of been that, you know, I'm seeing my kids do that, trying to figure out what school to go to, right. what job to do. Yeah. All these things, and also, you know, when you go back through it, when you're taking your kids to college, you're like, man, I wish I would have done my college different. You know, you're like, <laughs> I want to go back to college. This sounds <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I mean, probably not you, but for me, I've, you know, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't, you know. Right, yeah. I don't know, you know. Most don't, people don't. I don't, I hope it's not what I'm currently doing. Right. <laughs> It might be. It might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most people are like, well, and, and I would say, so I'm glad that you, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, we're going to actually talk about, in fact, when this podcast airs, we may, we may be uh, in the middle of talking about this. In, the, in, in January, we're beginning a series that's called Thrive, uh, mm-hmm. Fully Flourishing in a Fallen World. So mm-hmm. what does that mean, right, to... And, uh, and so we're t- there are these five kind of key areas of life where you, where, where we believe that God, when Jesus says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, it's, it's in these areas, right? right? If we flourish in these areas, then we're thriving, right? right. So, uh, but one of them is vocation. Okay. But when we hear that word vocation, what most of us think is career, right? right. Uh, this is what, you know, that's my vocation is whatever my, you know, whatever my job is. Mm-hmm. But the, the, you know, the godly way or this, the Christ-like way of understanding vocation is that our vocation is to, you know, glorify God and lead other people to, to know him and, and, uh, and, and to serve, to serve him, right? That our vocation is the kingdom of God. It's Christ. Right. That's our vocation. So whatever career path that we choose or whatever, like, I mean, those, are, that's just a, a way that's just a tool that God is using to help us fulfill our vocation, which is to serve Him and to glorify Him, right? Right. Sometimes we just put a whole lot of weight, maybe too much weight, on whatever this career thing is going to be. Right. And, and we forget that that's not our... So, like, you're making a decision about your career when you're living in Andrews, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what, what comes out is, you know, what comes out is, no, no, look, you know, my, my priority is my family. Right, right. My pri- my priority is uh, these are the things that matter. This my vocation is father, like being a dad. Right. right. My vocation is serving the Lord. You know, and and when I think about this career over here, yeah, I mean, it might be lucrative. It might be interesting. It might ha- there might be all kinds of financial opportunities, but those things are not my focus. That's not my priority. Right. My 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 vocation is being a parent and serving the Lord and these things over here. Right. So, so my, whatever career choice I'm making, it's really about how does this help me do this? Right. Right. And that has been, we have done that. Me and Roxanne together have done that. That was always our, I wanted to, my main goal was to stay married yeah. and to uh, raise my kids. Right? That's right. That was yeah. it. You know, and then yeah. I have to job to help me do all that. Right. And it's been good and it's been bad. Sometimes like currently right now, that's my, and she's always like, well, this is the thing we, you know, I feel like, well, I'm, I'm 44 years old. I should own my own company. I should be doing all this and being on the down and I'm not, I'm still kind of doing what I'm doing. But it, you know, part of it is because of the, not all of it, but part of it is I've chose to 
put those things ahead of the other things. That's right. Yeah. And so when you do, you know, every, there's choices in everything we do. Right. And, but ultimately I know God has a plan for me and, and for my family and for my wife and everybody else. And, right. and that's the thing that I keep learning more and more and more about that, you know, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He knows all the things we're fixing to do or not do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that gives me a lot of peace knowing that he knows, you know, he knows when I'm going to screw up and he knows when I'm going to not screw up. Right. Yeah. And he knows ultimately how all the, all the things that I, the choices I make that are good and that are bad are all going to work to his purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you know, it's a lot of giving up of control, right? You know, sure. Yeah. And that's so hard for all of us to do. And it's like, you know, ultimately I'm not in control. Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, the Lord God is the one, you yeah. know, and my job is just kind of to get in line with him. Right. Uh, and it's my, hard. It's not easy, but you know, when you do it without him, it, it never works. Right. No, so. that's, that is the truth. Yeah, that is the truth. And, uh, and I, you know, he's the one who's in control. My job is to just get in line with him and receive whatever is coming from his hand, right? right. Whatever it is that he wants to give me, my job is just to receive that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but I think you're right. Like, I think we get in, we get into this, we get into this way of thinking, Justin, where, uh, I don't know when I was a kid even, and it was a little different for me because God spoke to me whenever I was six years old and told me I was going to be a preacher. So right. I think I always knew I was going to be a pastor, but it's funny when you're, when you're talking about, you know, I'm 44 years old and I should be here at this point in my career or whatever. And I, right. and I feel like I'm, you know, here, you know, right. uh, well, you should be a pastor, like oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like whatever the preparations or whatever that we should have been making or whatever, like it, they've not been made, you know, yeah. so uh, whatever status we should have got, right. to, you know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, uh, but, but, um, when I was younger, we were, and, you know, and people were thinking about career decisions, and I, and I think about my kids too, and, and making decisions about career. Right. What, what do I want to, you know, what what you know career do I want to pursue? Who do I, you know? Um, I always want to, you know, I always want to try to tell them because I remember not doing this very well when I was younger, but uh, but but I always want to tell them to back up and before we decide like what we're gonna do, let's let's figure out who we're gonna be. Yeah. You know, let's let's try to understand like. What kind of person do you want to be? You know, uh, what 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 are your values? What are your what what kind of character do you want to have? Like that, like who's the person that you want to be? Let's settle that part, mm-hmm. and then whatever the career thing is, like whatever it is that you do, well, that's just a function of who you of who you are. Right. You know, but what we often do, Justin, is we'll start out with this is a standard of living, right? We're making a career choice, so we're like, well. Okay, I want to have this kind of house, right. and I want to drive this kind of car, right. and I want to live in this kind of neighborhood. So that means that I need to have this kind of job mm-hmm. because it provides the whatever the finances are to have you know this kind of life over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'm not saying that's a terrible way to do it, but mm-hmm. but what I am saying is a totally unfulfilling way to do it, right? Because because you, if your goal is to have this kind of standard of living over here, well, you know, the worst thing that can happen to you is that you get it, yeah. Like, you you get all those things that right. you aimed at when you were a kid. Live in the neighborhood, live have the kind of house, you know, whatever it is, right? You get all that stuff, and you realize, boy, this is not all it's cracked up to no. be. You well, know? it you know, absolutely. Every time that I have and I think, you know, I know that 
I'm not mature enough to have all the things that I want, right? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, yeah, right. I would be a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would not have a family or a wife probably. That's right. you, they would always you they would have been terrible like terrible decisions. Yeah. <laughs> if there was no I just feel like he knows that. Like he's right. like, "Well, if I gave you this, you you right. I, you you couldn't handle it." Yeah. Maybe as I get older, I'll be able to handle it. Sure. And yeah. I feel like I'm growing. But as, yeah. as a young man, if I would have been married. Oh, my God. Had a, you know, a, not had to have a money struggle or I don't know. Yeah. Right. Whatever. If I'd have had everything I, you know, wanted and needed, we would be in a mess. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's part of it that God knows what you can handle. Right. Too. But, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a part of the, you know, having the lifestyle and the money and or the not really money, but just the things that you yes. need to raise a family yeah. requires more and more, more and more money. And nowadays, yeah. right. Yeah. So no that's doubt. been a struggle as I get older and yeah. my kids get older. Man, yeah. Like right now, I feel like if I made a million dollars, it wouldn't be enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that there is enough money. So <laughs> they do those kids. They do feel like black holes that we're man, just dumping like, cash into. <laughs> it's been so that's been part of it is like, it just feel like a sieve. Like yeah. I just, any money we have just leave just, okay. <laughs> because everyone in my house has a debit card. Everyone has a car. Everyone has, it's like a, yeah. how do you even keep, I need a, I need an accountant or yeah. I need an, a, a, another degree to figure out who's, where all the money is even going. That's right. That's it's right. crazy. Well, but we're, I mean, we're extremely blessed and we've had sure. great, great parents on, you know, Roxanne's mom and dad and my mom and dad have just been, you know, we've been so fortunate for that. Yeah. And it's because, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's kind of a generational thing. They, they chose to, you know, make decisions. Right. And it's blessed us too. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and they chose to, they chose to make decisions. They chose to prioritize their right. families. You know what I mean? All those oh, things. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I think, uh. So I also think too that one thing that we forget is that the Lord God, like we kind of get concerned about, you know, uh, bills and mm-hmm, mortgage and mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about like oh yeah these things you know college you know, that's where you're living yeah, right now yeah. like college we kind of get concerned about that stuff we think about that stuff a lot, um, but the Lord God doesn't work He doesn't think about those no <laughs> like when He's thinking about Justin, He's not thinking about. He's not thinking about, well, eventually I'm going to try to get Justin, you know, into this career stream and, and into this tax bracket and, and living in this. House. Like the Lord's not thinking about that stuff. No. What he's thinking about when he thinks about Justin, he's, th- he's thinking about, he's thinking about, well, I, I'm moving Justin into this kind of relationship with me and he's going to be close to me and he's going to serve me in these ways. And well, he's going to have to depend on me. Or it ain't gonna work. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like it's like Justin's gonna have to trust me. His faith yeah. is gonna have to be extreme. Right. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> me for all this to work. That's right. right. And I just feel like I just feel like like often our priorities are just totally different from God, so we don't understand His because when His purpose is for for me, right? His purpose for me is. I want for Brad to know me and to serve me, right? I want for I'm I'm making Brad holy, mm-hmm. right? Success. Success for the Lord God in my life is me being holy, right? So that means then that sometimes when I'm going through things that feel like failure on this earth, right? There, it's actually, those are actually some of the most successful seasons of my life because 
that's where I'm becoming holy. That's where the crucible that God's using to tear off all these other things in my life that, that shouldn't be there, that don't belong there. That's right. And so, so anyway, so we, we just kind of get things backwards, you know, and, and we're not like consumed with this desire. Paul, you know, the, uh, the, my, one of my life verses is Philippians chapter three, start with verse seven. And so Paul's just talking about, look, I was a Pharisee. I was from the tribe of Benjamin. I was, I mean, I studied under Gamaliel, you know, I mean, I, all this stuff, man, I I, I had it going on. Member of the Sanhedrin, I had it going on. And then he goes, but all that? I consider a loss compared to knowing Christ. And and I just think that so often in my and 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 Justin he did lose it all. Mm-hmm. I mean he turned and walked away from Roman citizenship and you know and all these benefits that he had in his life, these earthly benefits in order to pursue Christ. So when he said it, he wasn't just throwing words around. Mm-mm. And I just think, you know, so often in my life like that's I'm not always I'm not always in a position where I can say all these things over here really that compared to Christ those things are trash garbage yeah. that's yeah. what Paul said it's so hard yeah it's so hard yeah but that's where the Lord wants all of us to be is mm. in a position where we're able to say that you know trap so which is why sometimes like some of the people that I've met when I was in Indonesia for example or when I was in Ghana people who you know by every measure that I would use that people people I know would use these are people who were desperately poor mm-hmm. you know a dollar two dollars a day is what they're living on but they but I I needed to learn from them yeah because their relationship with Christ was way deeper and more real and vibrant than mine and that's what you know you can always look at you know there's compare you have it so good right, right. compared yeah. to someone all yeah. the time and right, that's, right. it's helps it helps me put it in perspective too some but it, it always is like, you know, there's always someone that's going through something harder than you. No doubt. No you can doubt. always find someone. Yeah. Well, and, and we just define success in this really jacked up way. You yeah. know, like it's, you know, uh, you probably heard me talk about this before, but but I remember like uh, Tom Brady, you know, who, you know, just is the greatest quarterback, great, maybe greatest football player that's ever lived, you know. Uh, but, but the things that, the way that he structured his life in order to be the greatest football player ever. Like, I mean, right. it was unbelievable. Like yeah. Every minute of his day, literally down to the minute. Very little was people scheduled. want to do that. Yeah. To get yeah. To that. Yeah. And, but, but here's what I, here's what I, here's what I wonder about that. So let's say you do that and, and you do it like you, he did it. He structured his life. He became the greatest football player who's ever played. But then my question is, but is that what success looks like? I mean, is that it? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're alienated from your family and if you've been divorced twice and if you've been like, like, is that success? But that's, is that success? But we'll hold a guy up like that. And we'll say, no, this is what success looks like. Right. But not, you know? yeah, not to me, not to right. you. Yeah. That's not a success to me. Yeah. And, and, I, and so you know. anyway, so I just think we define success in this really weird way. We define it. We use like, you know, income or career position mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or what kind of, what, what's, what toys you have. We right. use that stuff to determine whether someone's successful when really that really, that has very little to do with, with what real success looks like. You know, yeah real success is people who are surrendered to Christ and who are serving him and who are, you know what I mean? Who yeah. are living out his kingdom in the world and, you know, and everywhere they go, people you know, life just kind of springs up around them and, and, 
and people are coming to know Christ and they're encouraging their relationship with him. Like that's what success looks like. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But, but we're, we're not often chasing that, you know, we, they don't make, yeah, you don't see that on TV a lot. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) They don't have like a, they don't have a, there's not like a, you don't see like uh oh come on uh, the housewives of like yeah. the, you know you don't yeah. see like the 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 housewives of shallow water pastors like you don't <laughs> no, no 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 one's like no one's no like, one tunes in for that housewives of missionaries you know, you know yeah. no one's tuning in to see like you know cuz that whatever that measure of success is we, right. that's not the one that the world uses at all you no. know to to think about say you remember MTV cribs you know yeah yeah, yeah. so that no one's doing like MTV cribs for they're not doing cribs for these pastors that I've worked with in Ghana you no know? no one's doing that they're yeah. not taking camera crews over and yeah. looking at their houses no one's like I want to do that right because that's not <laughs> no you know right there's this guy over there his name was Solomon he could speak seven different languages fluently like he was un- one of the smartest people I ever met he's he's passed away That's amazing since then but just un- unbelievable musician uh unbelievable preacher one of the most talented charismatic people I've ever been around and uh and and he could have worked for the government in Ghana and he could have made you know he could have been one of the one of the one of the wealthy elite you know people in Ghana but he had chosen to he had chosen to be a pastor and he pastored a church in Nima, which Nima is this, this neighborhood in the capital city of Accra. It's the, it's the poorest part of the capital city. It, and so think, you know, third world, you know, two thirds world city, poor, you know, and this is the poorest part of that city. When we were down there with him at his church and we're doing it like, like, I can't really describe to you the level you know, right. that's where Solomon worked every day. Wow. That's where he lived. That's where he served. That's... And, and he didn't have to, that, he could have done anything. Oh, literally. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's way smarter than me. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. Yeah. Most gifted guys I've ever been around. But he, but the way that he viewed success, what he called success was not what I often call it. Right. And, and it was really challenging and inspiring for me to be around that guy. Yeah, it is. You I know? agree. You know, you're around people like that and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately all of our goal and, or my, you know, I want to be in heaven and I want to be with Jesus. You that's know? right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That That's at the end. That's where I want to be. It, we're going to spend eternity with, right. with him. Right. So, so all these things that we spend so much time and energy chasing after on this earth, well, they're, they don't. They don't really last. They're not really. And it's so real. hard for us to wrap our minds around that. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not, you know, this is not our home. This is not, yeah. you know, this is not where we're going to be. That's right. And, you know, that helps so much with lots of things, knowing that, like, mm-hmm. this is temporary. You know, this is, this is not it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I laugh a lot of times, like, you know, when people are, you know, preparing for end times and stuff. And, right, and yeah. Even, you know, Roxanne has made fun of me, like, you know, we should be doing this or that, or we got to, you know, mm-hmm. we should have some of it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, well, my goal is not to be the last one on earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's going to be like that, you know, I'll just go I'm ahead gonna, and go. I'm going to be the first one going. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to live to be the last one that that's lives right. around here. That's but, right. I'm you know, right. it's funny. But it, but it's it's funny and not funny, but it's like, a, you know, all of, you know, we we know. This is not our home, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that gives you so much hope. And 
and such to look forward to. And that, and well, that's what, you know, keeps me going is there's so many things, good things to see sure. on this earth going forward and with our kids and yeah. how they grow. And it's so, I mean, this is really a fun time of being a parent for me, probably, yeah. probably the best, you know, that's great when they're little, you know, but I don't hardly remember that anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. You were, I guess your hair was on fire. Yeah, I guess time. so. Yeah. You know, there's lots I don't remember. I wish yeah. I did, but right now I'm just so, proud of how they're doing and learning yeah. and growing and decisions they're making. And so yeah. I'm excited for them. I'm excited yeah. for us. You know, there's, I'm excited for our town, our church and all yeah. the things that are going on here. And, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of good happening and a lot of, a lot of things to be excited for. So mm. that I just, I'm just more of a, I like that helps me. Yeah. I need something to look forward to. That's it. And ultimately that's, my ultimate goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Look forward to. No so. doubt. Yeah, I mean, there, there, no one's. There's this great scene in this in the movie Schindler's List. I don't know if you ever seen it. It's it's a tough movie to watch, but it's know. about Oscar Schindler, and he was this guy who, uh, he he actually when the when World War II started, he kind of made friends with all the Nazi leadership, and he and he became stupid wealthy, like just owned all these businesses and and. You know, because he had these friends in high places and everything. Well, mm-hmm. in the course of all that, he he had a, a guy who worked for him who was uh, who was Jewish, and and he became aware of what was happening to the Jewish community, and so he started to use his resources and everything to like give jobs to Jewish people that and that kept them from being sent to concentration camps, and then and then he started helping them get out of Germany, like escape, you know, Germany as things c- continue to get worse and worse. And mm-hmm. there, anyway, there, all that's to say, there's this powerful scene at the end of that movie. Where he's leaving, like he's he's, they're getting him out of Germany because the because the Nazis figured out what he was up to and they're coming for him, you know, and uh, and there's this scene where he's about to get into his car, and he just starts. He looks at, he had this pin on his jacket on his lapel, and he was like, and he just he pulls it off, and I remember he he said, man, for, I could have, I could have saved three more people for, for the the value of this pin. And he looked at his suit. I could have. Ten people. I could have saved ten people for this pin. He looked at the car he's about to leave, and I could have saved thirty more people for the for the for the price of this car. And what what he was doing, he 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 had completely reworked the way that he viewed his life. Yeah. Like every all these things that he had, you know, he understood that there was this life or death thing that was going on, and and he could have been you know this agent of rescue for these people. You know, and all these things that he had accrued that had been so important to him, they weren't important at all compared to that. Like, the lives of these folks, you know. Right. And uh, and I just feel like, like, like when we get, we all, we're going to get to the end of our lives, and as we look back over our lives, I, I don't think any of us are going to be like, man, if I would have just, if I would have just worked, you know, 20, 10 hours more, 15 hours more a week, then I could have made this much money. Like, none of, right. like, that's not even going to be on our minds. No. The stuff that's going to be on our mind is, you know, you know, uh, how did how did we invest in our children and our families? How did we, how did we uh, share Christ, the love of Christ, with the people around us? Like those are the opportunities. Those are the ones that we're going to be. Like, Gosh, I wish I would have done that. Right. And it'll be more like if I had been, if I had not been so focused on trying to advance or, or reach this point in my career, maybe I could have said something to this person or, or spent more time with, with my wife or, you know what I'm talking about? Oh like, yeah. Those are the things that we're going to want to buy back. That's right. And so I always, you know, if you're out, those of you who are out there listening, maybe you're wrestling right now with a big career thing, yeah. you know, uh, 
what about taking a step back from that decision, you know, and, and really asking, okay, what does the Lord God have for me in this next season of my life? Where, it is, where is it that God wants for me to invest my energy? And then, and then make a career decision in light of that. Back. What does the Lord tell you? Yeah. And, uh, and, for the, and for young people out there, if you're deciding, you're thinking about, well, I'm going to go to college, I want to study this, I want to mm-hmm. do that, right? Those are all great things to be weighing out and considering and everything else right now. But before you do that, step back and, and just say, look, who do I want to be? Do I, do I want to be a person who serves the Lord, right? And let's get that settled. <laughs> yeah, know, first absolutely. let's nail that down, yeah. and then and then figure the career thing out after you've decided. And and look, write it down, man. Write it down. I want to be a person who, right, is you know uh, loves God, serves God, shares the love of Christ with other people, loves my family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like write those things down, and then and then when it comes to you know career decisions or whatever, make sure that it's something that lines up with all that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so that's a good word. That's a good word from yep. Justin and I, who were older. Yeah. And, and we've and made all the mistakes already, you know. And, and still maybe don't know exactly what we're going to do. That's right. Well, one of us does. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? So God called me to preach when I was six years old, right? But it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s that I became a pastor. Right. That I actually became the thing that God told me when I was six I was going to be. That's the part of it where, like, you're not really in control. Like, you know, right. God knows... He knows what I'm going to be doing the next 20 years. Yes. He has it planned out. He yeah, knows, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just he's waiting for me to get on board. Get on board or do what, you know, <laughs> yeah. figure out what he's got going on. And yeah. so a lot of times we are, you know, we want something different yeah. maybe. Or we think we do, right? Well, and like for me, like when God told me I was going to be a preacher when I was six, I thought, okay, well, now I know what I'm going to do with my life. So I started arranging my life. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a pastor. But when I was older, you know, like when I was in college, what, what the Lord really impressed upon me is like, look, Brad, quit thinking about being a pastor and start thinking about being mine. Yeah. Why, is, why are you focusing all your attention and energy on this thing, right, this job, right, this vocation that you want to have? And it's a good one. It's, a, and it, yeah. it's meaningful. It has, you know, impact on other people. There's nothing wrong with the, the job. No. But if that, if being a pastor is my focus and not knowing God, right. if knowing and serving God is not my focus, then it doesn't matter what job I have. It can be the best job in the world. I could be, I could be Mother Teresa, but if my goal is fulfilling that job, if that's what brings me fulfillment and it's not knowing and serving God, if I'm not chasing after a close relationship with God, mm-hmm. then whatever it is I'm doing is fruit from a, from a bad tree. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, and so so I just want to I want to encourage folks about that. You know? Yeah, and me that, too. That's a good that's that a good is. word that that you brought to us today, Justin. About well, that. I don't so know that's about that. that's no. Just, those are just things that I struggle with too. And you know, and yeah. it, But it's but I I have seen that the older I get and the more things I do, it's more about that than right than anything else than the title or mm-hmm. or this or that. But. Yeah. You know, the people you bring in your life and or the right. people that you are with every day, right? You know, yeah. you can go to, you can be the CEO or whatever, or some fancy, but if you're miserable with the people that you're around right. or, or that, you know, you're not, you know, I don't know. There's, I've been fortunate in that regard. And it's also, you know, you look back on it and you're like, oh, well, yeah, you are more blessed than you sometimes think, right? There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, yeah. you know, when you look back at it, like, man, I work around some great people. Yeah. 
and I get to be home every day. Right. I mean, there's lots of good. And, yeah. you know, all we we can do and I can do is see, oh, well, it, it looks better over there. Uh, yes. And it, <laughs> yeah. The grass always you looks know, greener. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, you know, maybe I've been in the, doing this for this long and, right. and, but I've been fortunate to stay here. Right. There's been lots yeah. of things that have happened that I could have not have, right. Like, could have had to move and right. take our kids out of this school, but they, but I, you know, I wanted them to be able to finish here. Right. right. And I still do. And yeah. hopefully that will happen. Yeah. You know, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's easy to look around and think there's better yeah. and not be grateful for what, what you have and what you've been through in, in your, in your own life and story, which is, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about that Sunday after church, right? About how, Oh yeah. About how blessed, how blessed you are. Yes, you know, absolutely. That, uh, God has given you the, these three amazing kids and, 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 a, and a wonderful wife and a great family and absolutely you know, and way more than I deserve yeah, for sure. No right. Yeah. And you know, I think we all can take that and, and, and really be like, man, we are, you know, it, it, I did not deserve anything that I have. Right? right. I mean, if it was, if, if really was God was like, this is all the things that you do that are, you know, if he was that way, which he's not, thankfully, you yeah, know, yeah. he forgives us and, yeah. He sent his son to save us, right? Uh-huh. For those reasons. Yeah. Or we would be. Right. So uh yeah, no, I'm I'm so blessed. And I just need to remember that to myself every day, right? Yeah. So that's gotta be my prayer. Like, thank you. Because a lot of times I pray, like, oh, I need this, I need that. Right. You know, and I, and I think about, wait, 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 I'm also thankful for all these other yeah, things. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, please yes. don't. Please. You know? <laughs> but the good thing about it is he knows, right? He yeah. knows. Even yeah. when you're praying and you're, and maybe you're praying for yourself, right? Or, right. I need this, Lord, like yeah. real bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he knows. So yeah. that that is, and I've been lucky to have a, a wife to help me with that because she's been you know more times than not she's been the one more plugged in than me right Right. yeah yeah you know i've been off doing other things or working or worried about other stuff and she's been a steady you know she's made me grow more than i've probably made her grow yes right i don't know yeah just some you need to have someone in that in your relationship that's doing that. that no doubt yeah it's been i mean amy certainly uh, has challenged challenged me all throughout the course of our time, you know? <laughs> yeah. and just really, you know, she's she's an example to like when I think of the love of Christ, you know, uh, I I really think she's embodied the love of Christ for me at several different right. points in our lives together, and and I've learned about Jesus from watching her being being her husband, you know, yeah, and uh, and I I really. You know, I, I think that that's the that's who we're supposed to be for each other in our marriages. I do know? too. You so, know, it's so important and so uh, such a blessing to have a have a partner like that, right? right? Yeah. You know that you can that you can uh, you know go through life with because yeah. and it's such an important thing that we you know I don't know it just and they keep us focused on what matters. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And because yeah, because I, I have ADD, so my brain just oh, drifts yeah. to you me know, too. <laughs> well, yeah, I just oh yeah, absolutely. But she's always been the one, you know. Like we need to go to church. We need to do right, this. We right. need to do that. We need to be doing this. And yeah. through our homework, she's always, and you know, and I've been, you know, smart enough or fortunate enough to go along with her and That's be like, right. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're yeah, right. We need to do that. That's I need to good. do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> a lot good. of times I do things because she, you know, 
she wants to do it, you know, or, or she, right. Same for her too. But, sure. you know, a lot of times you're like, Oh, I'm glad you, you made me do that. Or, yeah, I, yeah. I feel yeah. like I say that a lot. To her. <laughs> I'm glad you, I just want to say she's going to be super happy that you've said that out loud on the podcast. Oh, sure where she everyone, yeah. She's going to be like, man, I'm glad he's admitting that to everybody. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, good. But, you know, and too, you know, having for me with my walk with, you know, with, uh, with Jesus and, you know, and what we've done or what I do, it's just such a, I've had such good, you know, a dad and a father-in-law, right. you know, to help me and see how that's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. It's such a big, and that's what I want to be for our kids and their, you know, future. Yes. I could have a son-in-law pretty soon, you know, yeah, sooner than I would like. Yes. <laughs> it's always sooner than you would like. Yeah. Brother. Yeah. You, have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just pray for those that are, yeah. being, you know, and we have those conversations with our kids, you know, like. You know, you need to you know about their family. You need to know, yeah, you know, right. a lot of things. I mean, this is a there's a lot going on. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I've just been grateful for you know my my men, you know, the, our my dad and my mom and my you know Roxanne's mom and dad and just yeah. the whole thing. We've been like I said, just so I've been so fortunate on decisions that I've made without maybe. No one, I was making them. That's so. right. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I was telling uh, I was my my nephew. He just got married this past summer too. They got they got married like just a month after Carson, and uh, but anyway, uh, their story is really neat. They they have known each other since they were like you know two or th- and three years old. You know, and, right. uh, and have dated for most of high school or whatever. But but I, I was tell- I don't remember who I was telling one of my family members. But I was like, you know, it really is incredible. The, the the kind of impact that a good woman can have on a man. I mean, it's really amazing how what kind of a difference that can make. Yeah. You know, and I think I think he knew. I think God knew what he was doing. That's right, no doubt. I guess, <laughs> oh, man, I, you know, all you did. I, I'm living evidence of yeah, what no God doubt. can do when He brings a when He brings a, a good woman into a man's life. No doubt. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but having said that, though, I don't want for my daughter to be the good woman in some train wrecks. You know what I mean? No, me either. (laughs) Yeah. No. That's not what I'm saying either. So my kids are listening, you know. So fortunately, we we hit the the jackpot in the son-in-law department. So. Uh, but, uh, but I always tell Sadie, you know, I, a good woman can make a difference in, in, in a, in a, a man's life. I don't want for you to be that. So no. to, <laughs> we want you to make a difference in it already. <laughs> Somebody make a difference in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Anyway, uh, that's all random and, and yeah. bonus. For, for, <laughs> for, the, for those of you listening, though, I, I really hope that I really hope that you were encouraged today to uh, first of all be grateful. You know, mm-hmm. uh, be grateful for what God's given to you and for how God is at work in your life because because we know that the Lord is good. You know, oh yeah, and we know that what comes from His hand is good, and so we know that He's at work doing good things in your life right now. And so so sometimes what we really have to do is just be intentional about focusing on okay. Where where is God blessing me? What's He doing? Yep. Because we know He's doing good things, so we got to just kind of pause and and allow Him to bring those things to our hearts and minds, so that we can be be grateful for those things. And so that's one thing: be grateful. And then and then the other thing is, uh, I hope you're really encouraged to um, you know to to really consider like how am I aiming my life? Like what is really driving my bus? You know. If, uh, because if, uh, if career advancement or success, you know, in your career or, or, uh, or, you know, a certain kind of financial, you know, uh, windfall of those things are the things that are driving your bus, but th- those always drive the bus off the cliff, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And, 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 and but if if following and serving the Lord, if that's if that's what's driving your bus, if that's what's motivating you, then that's going to lead you to life, and it's going to lead you to be a person who who pours life into others. When that's what matters, you right. know. So um, so I think it's always good, and and you know, you're, I'm I'm you know farther down the road than you, Justin, <laughs> but but you know you get not to be, a whole lot. I'm staring down fifty, bro. So like, I mean, it's coming for me. So but uh, but when you get to that point, right, you start to look back. You know, you you can see that you know a, mm-hmm. a little more clearly than you can when you're in your twenties. So absolutely. So I just want to encourage you, uh, uh, all of you folks listening, you know, to to remember that and think about think about those things. So. Well, Justin, man, thanks for, thanks for hanging out. This was fun. It was, it was, uh, I was a little nervous about it coming yeah. in, but you, <laughs> you know, didn't, it, you didn't tell a single embarrassing story about Roxanne. So I just want to say way to go, buddy. Well, you yeah. had this opportunity and you, <laughs> and you refrained as the restraint is I'm, I'm really impressed with. Well, you. it's easy to, you're easy to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, we had a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, next week we'll be back. We'll have another fascinating, interesting, amazing guest. You know, I don't know if they can rise to the Justin St. Clair oh. level, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll have somebody, somebody else in here and we'll have a good conversation with them too. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope God was speaking to you as, as we were, we're talking and, and we'll see you again next week with another guest. But until then, Uh, Until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.